Welcome to the Mile 99 interview with your host, Jessica Harris, Mike Turner, and Greg Larkin. Enjoy this episode. We'll see you on the trails. See you out there. See you there. Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Mile 99 interview. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Turner. The Mile 99 is a place to hang out with our like-minded folks in our community, share our stories, our successes, our failures, and all of our deepest trail secrets. It's also a place to hang out and get the local race news from our Greg's doing our news for us, and also to find out what's going on in the community and what's happened. We, we record live on Zoom and Facebook, one take, no breaks, and unlike what happens, what is said on the trails, what's said here is on the record. You're being recorded. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-host Jessica Harris and Greg Larkin. How's it going, Jess? Um, it's going great. A lot of kids stuff right now, which I feel like I I said it for like I took one two episodes where I said no kids stuff, and now I'm right back into soccer, room parent, team parent, snack mom, all this stuff. Um, but that also means that I'm running more surprisingly. Um, because when my kids have practices, I make sure we run there and run back. So I'm running a little bit more, which feels really good for my brain and for my body. And we have deeply missed Greg Larkin. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? Doing all right. I think I finally reintegrated back into a life not on the road. You get into a, a little bit of a, a routine. Uh, so it's a little hard to get out of that. But I think I've finally gotten there. So I saw your partner, she posted like last campfire and then she flew back. So did you drive home yourself? Well, luckily I had a great opportunity. My dad uh, who lives in New Hampshire, um, joined me in Chicago. So she, she and our 10 year old, they flew out out of Chicago, got back in time for school start. And then my dad and I drove back from Chicago. Um, and it was fantastic because he, as a young seven-year-old uh he went on a cross-country trip to pick up his father after the korean war from upstate new york to san francisco and he remembers this vividly and we've talked about it many times and this was like a once in a lifetime opportunity for him to retrace part of his journey um back literally 70 years ago to the to the year and I think the climb, like the climax of the of the trip for him was standing in front of Old Faithful where he had stood 70 years ago and seeing the same, same thing happen uh, 70 years later. So it was pretty awesome. Whoa, that is so cool. You said you had a little story. I didn't know I was going to almost cry. Oh, yeah, sorry. It was a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, how are you? Doing good here. Just kind of starting to taper going to Minnesota in a couple of weeks. So excited about that. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It'll be your second hundred after Cocodona, right? Yeah. So should be pretty fun. Uh, looking forward it's to fun. getting it done. Yeah. We'll see how fun it is. <laughs> Do you feel more recovered from cool moon? Yeah. I've been kind of like, I've had a good week and I've had a lazy week. I'm kind of like emotionally not, I think I'm getting burnt out on training. So I'm looking forward to taking a break after this for a week or two i think that means you're done like when Maybe. you're done and you're like then you get a cool chill out for a bit yeah yeah so we'll see how it goes so greg, greg we'll chat about our new sponsor we have huh yeah yeah so um 
this morning I went in and got my blood drawn for uh, my inside tracker um, ultimate plan. Uh, so this is pretty exciting. We've signed up with inside tracker. We first saw them at Western States. Uh, they were part of the, um, the sponsors there. We reached out to them. We, we found some synergy. And so um, what we're doing kind of as, as your co-hosts is testing out their product. And uh, I'm personally really excited. I'm a numbers person. I love to kind of like dig into all those different blood levels and all kinds of interesting stuff. Um, you don't get that opportunity very often, you know, usually in a doctor's office. So inside tracker has products that allow you to kind of figure out what's going on, uh, what's your biological age versus your, you know, your actual age and really use these, this data uh, that you gather through these blood draws and through DNA swabs to kind of optimize your performance. And, you know, I'm getting into my later fifties, you know, and I really want to be able to continue you know, running and doing other sports for quite a number more years. And this is a good way to kind of get this information, get some science behind it, get some advice and tips for training and possibly diet changes and all these things uh, that Inside Tracker provides. Uh, so this is the first part of the journey and uh, I'm looking forward to getting some results back. Uh, it's all science-based uh, that will, you know, once you're logged in and got the product, they'll uh, help you figure out what the right plan is. And I think that's going to be a a nice little thing for me. And uh, we'll be looking forward to sharing results as we go. Hopefully good. <laughs> and I think we have, do we have a discount code for our, our listeners, right? Yes, we do. Um, yeah. If you go to insidetracker.com slash mile 99 or our link tree, it's right there. Um, you can click on that. You get taken to a, a landing page. And I believe they I don't even know if you have to enter a code. You may just have like an automatic um, discount right in there. So uh, Inside Tracker really believes that looking at the science of your health and longevity, you know, you can really discover your, your potential, uh, especially as you kind of uh, move through different phases of life. So we'll definitely keep you up to date. And after that, I also just want to quickly uh, thank all of our Patreon members. We uh, really appreciate your support. Um, you've been great over the last year, year and a half. Uh, everyone don donating through Venmo as well, kind of one-time uh, types of donations. We love that. Thank you so much. It allows us to go out and kind of, um, you know, add content, build more things for you, do giveaways and such. So uh, thank you so much for all that support. appreciate it. And we also have some community news. Um, a number of races completed over the last few weeks. Uh, we had Waldo 100K, Bigfoot 200, Headlands 100. Uh, we saw lots of great stories out on uh, um, Facebook and Instagram about all those. So congratulations to everybody that were participating in those. I want to make a special call out right now as we speak. Craig Thornley, Joe Steinpence, the Rusty Nails, uh, they're over there at UTMB doing the PTL, which is the 300 kilometer, 180 mile race um, version of, of the one of the UTMB family of races. And uh, they've been training really hard this year um, and we're really excited. I've been following them on the live tracker and it's been really cool to see that. Uh, we have a bunch of other races coming up into August, September. Inside Trails got Santa Cruz uh, 10 to 30K race down there in uh, late August. We've got She Rocks the Trails on September 3rd. Uh, inside Trail Racing again as like a Berkeley 10K to 50K distances later this year. Mike, Superior 100. You'd think flat, but not. So lots and lots of ups and downs, 22,000 feet, something like that. Um, we're going to be over at Overlook for the um, 
uh, Chaz's race, the Overlook race on September 10th over in Quarry. Uh, if anybody wants to join up and be a volunteer, definitely reach out. Um, we could use a few more, get in touch with Jessica. Uh, she's organizing that aid station and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun out there, I'm sure. Uh, we've got our friends at Total Body Fitness. They've got the Gold Rush Mountain Bike Growler race, Gold Rush 5K, 10K, September 24th. Now we're getting into October. We've got the Yuba Gold 50K. Somebody's going to have to remind me when Euchre Bar is. That's in October usually somewhere. I don't know if anybody is going to be running that, but we'll see. Um, ben, you know, ben Mitchell has the Yuba Gold 50K, um, and I, I know that's a nice little point-to-point -point race, so people might want to check that out. Um, we've got obstacle races coming in Auburn on October 2nd, CIM, and then RDL. And it's just like, wow, I can't believe the season is already into that phase. <laughs> so, so there we are. Um, and we're going to love seeing you all out there. Um, definitely get in touch with us about the Overlook Aid Station. And uh, yeah, off to you, Jess. Oh my gosh. Thank you for all that community news, Greg. Um, I took on some of that when you were gone and I am very happy you're back. <laughs> it's a lot. I think we're really lucky to live where we live. There's just a lot going on. Um, this community is great. Uh, tonight, I'm very super duper excited to have our guest on. She is one of our longtime friends of the community. She's an amazing trail runner, a dog lover, and cat lover, animal lover, I would say, actually. And she is a super duper volunteer. Let's everyone welcome to the show, Laura Matz. Laura, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. You've been on our list for a long time. So we're really excited. Um, and what we usually do for the show is so everyone gets to know you. We're going to take it way back and we are going to find out where you were born and where you grew up. Okay. Well, I am born and raised in uh, Sacramento, California, uh, a relatively local girl to Auburn, California, not too far. Um, uh, grew up with a single mother and two sisters, um, and uh, actually grew up uh, not a runner, <laughs> played uh, soccer throughout uh, my childhood, um, and just kind of in, enjoyed life uh, in the Sacramento area. Did you do, um, did your sisters do soccer with you? Um, uh, no, my sisters, um, did not do soccer with me. One was a musician, um, which uh, uh, didn't quite interest me. But um, and she's a bit older than I am, so we weren't we weren't close enough to be on a uh, a soccer team as well. But um, uh, uh, we were connected in other ways. She also enjoyed the outdoors. Um, just not not quite close enough to be on the same team. <laughs> And then, so mom was probably pretty busy with you girls, um, but was she, did she do any sports? Did she do anything to kind of pave the way for you being an athlete? She is an avid hiker. Um, she is the one who uh, eventually paved the way into uh, trail running. Um, she would take uh, my middle sister and I out hiking in the Tahoe area, in the, um, the Bay Area, just full day hikes from the time I was, goodness, eight years old. Um, she just, we, we'd have these huge hiking bags on our bags and we would just be out there for hours and hours and miles. And 
at the time I thought, my goodness, why am I out here? And she's just like, oh, you'll thank me one day. <laughs> and she was right. Uh, I, I absolutely love it and just cherish those memories. I and really, really appreciate that time and her just opening me up to, to nature and being out there. I really, really appreciate all those hours and weekends spent. That's amazing. And um, I'm a single mom and sometimes I weigh that, oh, my kids really don't want to be outside. I push them anyways, because I feel like it's good for them. So I'm glad to hear that it pays off later (laughs) because, you know, it's not easy for little legs to hike and see the value in it. Um, but I know there's value. So I'm going to tell them my friend, Laura said when she was little, she did the same thing. Um, (laughs) So what, what age were you hiking with your mom? Um, I think it was as, as young as eight. Um, we were out there hiking, uh, up in the Tahoe area, she took me down to Yosemite. And unfortunately, I haven't been back um, since I was a child, which is a shame. It's it's really rather a crime that we I have not been back there since. As as much as I love the outdoors, um, but just just since I was a young child, uh, we my sister and I would go out with my mother um, out there. And she actually, I think my mother preferred the Bay Area, um, but I, I tell her, you know, I, I prefer a little bit of the foothills and the mountains, but Bay Area is not bad either. It's nice and, and, and cool out there in, in summer when it's a little toasty here. True. It's good to have both. And I think you picked a location you can get to both pretty easily. So that's nice. Um, how long did you do soccer for? Are we talking just middle school, high school, college? What are we talking Oh, I did soccer um, all the way through high school, probably about 10 years of it. And um, actually, I I was I was a goalie in soccer, so I wasn't even a a runner. I was never a runner before I started running. I I, when I was playing soccer, I was goalie. I'd never done any other position. I was like, nope, this is home base. The net area, that's where I like to be. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> that is a crazy position <laughs> to, to pick. It's because uh, of high school, it's really competitive. You get a lot of very strong, fast balls coming to your bodily area and you, your body is the thing that keeps them <laughs> not from going in the goal. So I, is, yeah. I That's took crazy. a ball to the head once or twice. Yes. It's, it's pretty, it can get pretty aggressive. <laughs> Yeah. And anyone who knows Laura and you're going to learn more, she's doesn't seem very like she would be a goalie. <laughs> you're so soft and kind and wonderful. So not that goalies aren't, but that's a very aggressive, competitive position to play through high school. So that's very cool. Um, college. Did you do any sports? Did you go to college? What's going on? Um, I did not go to college um, after uh, high school. I just uh, uh, went and found a job. Um, so yeah, I met my husband and both just kind of went and found jobs. So yeah, no, no college for us. So no, no uh, soccer in college. <laughs> That's pretty good. It gets real 
crazy, mm-hmm. crazy event. Um, leave it when there's good fond memories and it's for free. Yeah. <laughs> <In> high school. <laughs> um, so your husband, we can see his wonderful face. When did you meet him? How long have you guys been married? Well, I met him when I was 16. Um, so just, just a, a little, little one. Um, and, uh, we met, uh, at a local music store. We were both working there at the time and we got married in, uh, December, 2006. So we've been together for a hot minute <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, no, Mike, not Tower Records. It was, was it Dimple? It was Skip's Music, uh, which is still there on Auburn Boulevard. Uh, he was a guitar repairman, and I worked in the uh, the warehouse. I did uh, special orders for the store, and uh, he just walked back into the warehouse one day and saw me. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's how we met, and I think um, he asked me out at a Christmas party. <laughs> Aw, tis the season. Yeah. A gift, a little date. How cute. (laughs) You guys are some of my most favorite people. You are everywhere and out and about. But something happened in your 20s. Um, You were diagnosed with epilepsy. How did that happen? Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, yes. So um, when I was 20, I had my first seizure, which is actually a bit odd because when most people are diagnosed with epilepsy, they it's usually onset when they're younger. Um, and I always joke with people because it's what the doctor told me is you always get one free one. You'll, you always get one free seizure. But uh, once you have that second one, that's when they start looking um, into you having epilepsy. And that's when I got diagnosed with it. Um, and um, unfortunately, when I was first diagnosed, they did not know what kind of epilepsy I have, um, because it depends on where the activity in your brain starts, where the um, seizure activity in your brain starts. Um, there, there are different types, and depending on the type you have, certain medications work better than others. So it took a while for me to figure out what type I had and to work out the right medication. And so I went through a couple different ones that were pretty bad, like losing 15 pounds in three weeks, bad couldn't walk across the house. I had, Keenan had to help me get from like the couch to, to the other room. It, it, it was pretty bad for a little while, a little while um, until we found out exactly what I had and the right, you know, medication combo for me. And then once we saw that it started to work and I had everything under control, it was, okay, now I can walk across the room. I can, I can eat food. I can drink. I don't have to, you know, go get (laughs) fluids put in me every now and then I, I, I can walk again. Eventually I get my driver's license back again. (laughs) Just all the things that I used to take for granted. 
And so finally, finally just feeling healthy again and really starting to appreciate life and just the regular things was just really cool to be able to just go, I'm going to get my keys and go fill up the car with gas because I can, I'm allowed to have a driver's license and I can go do that on my own. It was, it's just one of those little things. It's like, my goodness, it's kind of taking the power back and feeling healthy again. I just, I, how long was that from diagnosis to kind of having a treatment plan? How long, how long was that period? It took two years for me to get healthy again. Wow. Cause I'm guessing it's just trial and error for a while. Yes. It's trial and it's trial and error. And then there are, I had to do a few, what they call sleep deprived EEGs where they kind of just tape a bunch of electrodes to you and you, you go without sleep for, for overnights. And then they're, they're trying to, um, uh, record, uh, brain activities, uh, just to, to see what's going on in there. Um, so there, there was just a lot of different tests going on. <laughs> it, um, so it, it was a long road, but finally, finally got there <laughs> and, and finally got the right stuff at the, at the right prescription amounts and finally felt good. <laughs> yeah. So having a treatment plan that worked, getting kind of back into feeling like yourself and a, a capable adult who can do other things. How, how did you get into trail running or running? Um, well, I, I'd also like to mention that I appreciate having a really supportive doctor who got me to, uh, to where I am. Um, so when I finally felt healthy again, out of the blue, I said, I just want to celebrate being healthy. What do I want to do? I want to run a marathon. I don't, sure. <laughs> I've never been a runner and I'm just one of those people who, who doesn't say, I want to run a 5k. I want to run a marathon. And I decided that is what I want to do. And so I, I pick up my phone after I've decided that's what I want to do. And I text my husband, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> and he sends back, okay, let's do this. And it's like, all right. He was never a runner either. So he was just like, I'm on board. Let's do it. So that, that's how we got into running. We just, just both feet jumped in and we're like, okay, so let's figure this thing out. Let's figure out running. And so what year was that? Um, I believe that was 2009 is when we started uh, running. Were you living at the time? We were in Sacramento at the time, just outside of downtown Sacramento. Did you, uh, to kind of jumpstart the marathon. Did you join any of the, like the fleet feet clubs or any local running clubs at that time? Uh, the local running club that we did join, um, was the Buffalo chips running club. Um, and we started running with them for a while. And, uh, one of the members there, uh, told us about this, uh, crazy sport and this crazy race called Western States and this crazy sport called ultra running and that 
we should really start looking into it because, you know, the club has the Devil's Thumb Aid Station and that it would be really cool to come out and, and volunteer there. And so they, they actually, he mentioned that um, a, uh, a movie to watch uh, about Western states called A Race for the Soul, the KVIE movie. Uh, I love that movie. <laughs> and after seeing that, I just, uh, I felt hard, hard for the trails. So it, it, it was like, there's no looking back. <laughs> What was your very first marathon? Our very first marathon, or my very first marathon, was the Napa Valley Marathon. Um, it was a we. Um, a, let's see, goodness, yes, my goodness, that was so long ago. Uh, I think, goodness, I think it was we tried for that one, and then it was CIM. I think was the first finish because we tried to hop into the. <laughs> Of course, tried to hop into Napa Valley too soon um, and then uh, got injured because no. we went from zero to marathon <laughs> and then um, took a, a, a little bit longer and finally finished CIM. So, uh, you know, may, maybe going from zero to marathon wasn't quite, you know, the best way to do it, but uh, we eventually got to CIM. Um, and you say we, did you both do? I'm sorry. Yeah, my husband okay. and I. <laughs> I'm just, I need to know what he's running. I got to know. So he was with you for Napa Valley injury. And then you guys waited until CIM. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I, I'm sorry. I'm using we. <laughs> it's just, we did a lot of running together. So it's, it's it, we, and a lot of running and training. So I was using we a lot. <laughs> And if we don't mind, we can unmute um, husband and maybe get a little bit of perspective on you see your wife go through something for two and a half years. And then she says she wants to do a marathon. Of course, you're going to be supportive. But like supportive means sometimes meeting people at aid stations. It doesn't necessarily mean doing it with them. So how did you just get involved, too? Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. It's uh, it definitely kind of came up from about as far out of left field as you could get. Um, but, uh, you know, at that time, it, it, had, it had been a long time since she had been able to live like a normal life. And uh, it was really cool to see her just tenaciously, doggedly work toward it and get there. But I was still pretty nervous about her like running around town alone. So when she said she wanted to run a marathon, I was like, well, I know she's fine with it, but I'm not really comfortable yet with her not having, you know, somebody around. So I had been, I was like 120 pound guitarist. I'd never done any sports. And I was like, well, this might be a cool new thing. I could see if I could do it. And I want to be there, most importantly. So I was just like, okay, let's do it. She actually made it to Napa Valley. I did not. <laughs> I got like two months in the training and tore meniscus. <gasps> and I, I was out. But so then it was crewing and it was aid stationing and stuff like that. But after Napa, which uh, I think you made it pretty far to like 17, 18, something like that before a knee, knee thing. 
um, blew up. But then we both got healthy and we ran CIM together every step, start to finish. And uh, that was that was a pretty special thing to cross that line together. Well, and were you still living at SAC? It's because it's around SAC. So you're like, I know these streets. Running yeah. <laughs> Folsom um, to Sacramento. That's a really cool journey and story. It was kind of running home, running toward home because we lived, like she said, we lived near downtown. So it was kind of starting elsewhere and then running toward our home, which was nice. That's awesome. Um, I just really like to hear your perspective on that because it it couldn't have been easy for either one of you to go through a very two and a half. That's a long time to go through something and then kind of transition into this other phase of life. It feels like to me where you're super capable. Um, and so let's, let's, let's test it. Let's see how far our bodies can go with a marathon. Was, <laughs> I love it. it was, I mean, I already knew that she was really tough. Like the first time I saw her play soccer, it was street soccer on asphalt and like five minutes into the game, blood was running down her shins and she was just this beast <laughs> out there. But it, street soccer. it brought a new perspective seeing her fight through <laughs> getting back to normal and then attacking this. And she, to this day, she's never stopped that. She's just one of the toughest people I know, hands down. She never quits. Okay, we're not crying on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just fantastic origin stories here. That's great. <laughs> So then, um, yeah, so like how long did you then proceed with all that? And then obviously trail running kind of came in the, into the picture somehow. Uh, you already mentioned you were sort of introduced from Buffalo Chips and kind of what was the progression there? Yes. So, um, gosh, it must have been right after that CIM. Um, I think we went on our first trail run was from the uh, Auburn Overlook and we went on um, uh, our anniversary. <laughs> we tried to find our way down to uh, No Hands Bridge, the confluence, and not knowing the trail at all, just kind of meandered around and didn't get down there because there were enough forks to where this road runner uh, got lost and decided to turn around um, and go back up the hill. But um, it just getting that first dirt tan line, uh, just just love at first sight right there. Yeah. Well, if, if this isn't too weird, I know that when you know you take those socks off, you get that uh, little dirt tan line, right? And I know Mike has a little interesting uh, information for us about socks. But he's muted. <laughs> that is a great transition. Hey, I currently I currently have a poison oak sock line at the moment. Oh, which is even better than a tan line sock line. Mm. It's a, it's from the sock down is no poison oak above it. So, but anyway, if you know me, you know I love my socks. I love my Ngingi socks. I love my toe socks. I just love them. You know, when I was at Cocodona, I brought along like seven pair, and uh, and they are a sponsor of the podcast, by the way. So I brought seven pair, but when I started running, the desert sand was getting in my toes and it was just more gritty than I thought. So I was changing it more often. I ran out of socks. I tried some other stuff, got blisters. My daughter and my crew chief had to go to the local running store, pick up some more. And we got them back and I, I was saved. It saved my race. You know, they have this, uh, 
this this really cool 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 max eco made moisture wicking fabric and the, the five toe design you know and i was ready to get my race completed so whether you're, you're running you're hiking you're in poison oak you're hitting the gym you know or just everyday use your feet they just take a beating and they deserve to be pampered so treat your feet to the comfort of Njinji socks and during the inflation period we're in you can save 15% if you go to our ingenji.com and use our code mile99 at checkout, mile99, and you can get 15% off your, your order. So now is the time to save that money. And thank you for sponsoring the, this episode, Ingenji. Yeah, thanks. So Laura, Poison Oak Line, has, have you experienced that yet? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I, there was a year or two there where I, it was just like the years of poison out where I don't think I had a week without poison oak. And it was like traumatizing. I don't know how I don't have scars. Yeah. The poison oak. It was just, it felt like constantly from the trails uh, locally around Folsom Lake, California, around the lake over there on I on either side, it just they it can get so nasty over there. And I just feel like when it seems to die off over there, it seems to just grow east <laughs> and grow into Auburn <laughs> and then grow further east. <laughs> it's like it just goes backwards towards the Western States Trail and then it goes on Cal Street and it just and and apparently I follow it because I run up those trails. So it just um there were just a couple of years where it was just so bad. And I I know I'm gonna regret saying this, but I haven't gotten it in um, a little while, uh, thankfully, but um, there were some years that were pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't either this year and I'm, it's probably because I haven't been out on the trails as much as so I, I need to redeem myself. It's, it's you gotta have the battle scars, right? Um, <laughs> And that's what maybe some of us love about running at higher altitude because we know there's like a break where it, it doesn't exist after some some level. So, yeah, it's it's pretty rough out here. So, I mean, how um, how did that transition then continue um, as you as you got further involved in in trail running essentially around this area? Well, um, the more we ran in this area, the more local people we got to know because you just can't help it, right? You run them. Mm -hmm. To people on the trails and you you end up running with them uh, for for a few miles and and you get interconnected with people and they let you know about races that are going on and you run races and you get to know other people at those races and you find out um, you are either interested in running them or if you're not well maybe you can help out at a race and and volunteer for aid stations and and just kind of get to know more people like that. And um, it's a great way to, to get more connected with the community. It's like when you're out running an aid station, it's like, oh, hey, I saw you out on the trail a couple of weeks ago. How are you doing? You tumble down the side of the trail. I saw you get bike up out of the canyon. That's good to know. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it's, it's really, really cool. And we, you know, kind of gotten to know a lot of really good people 
through through running the trails uh, around here. Um, we feel very, very lucky to, to know a lot of people through the trails and through the community uh, around here in Auburn. Yeah. And I mean, you eventually moved to Auburn. So that happened about four or five years ago or so. And was it primarily just to become kind of closer to the community you were getting into, or were there other reasons that you came up to uh, Auburn? Uh, uh, yes, it's been um, just about five years. And um, I was always joking with uh, Keenan that uh, we're, I, I always, I want to move on to the trail somewhere. And that's, that's always the goal. Uh, and let's move up to figure out how to move up to Auburn. And uh, one day I was just, on a website, you know, just, just strolling on some website and, and found a house for sale, a, a fixer upper right in Auburn, <laughs> uh, right on the side of a trail in Auburn. And, um, uh, we went and we looked at it, uh, and put an offer on the house and it was accepted two days later. So, uh, we, we moved to Auburn and, we, we love it here. We wanted to be close to the trails. We wanted to be close to, to the people. Um, we, we know people in Auburn. We love that. We have a lot of really good friends in Auburn and I don't, I just don't, there's just, there's a good vibe here and it's just really nice. Did your mom say I told you so yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> She has not, but you know what? She, she run, she's actually a really good uh, race walker now. Actually, I introduced her to the running club and that she um, now, uh, the, the chips she now uh, runs walks with, and she actually does a lot of race walking of the trail races around here. So I have, uh, I think we're now even. She in, introduced me to hiking and the trails and I've introduced her to trail races. So I think we're even. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I know speaking of fixer upper, I mean, you're both really handy and you sure have fixed up over the last five years as I've seen some progress on your place. So kudos. It's uh it looks amazing. And uh yeah, it seems like a really nice little base camp area, a little sanctuary and all that, like right, right in the vibe. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you both did. Uh, put a little elbow grease in here. <laughs> yeah, just 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 a little. <laughs> but in the meantime, you've somehow found time to run like seventy something races uh, all over the place. Um, we're just looking at ultra sign up, you know, as we do with our guests and all that. And and you have just a huge distribution of places you've gone, like all over the state and all this. And I guess one of the things I'm wondering is, you know, a lot of times, like we get used to a certain course, like I've gone back, I do formidable every year. It's kind of a tradition. It looks like, I mean, you have a lot of repeats, but you also have this broad, um, you know, wide range of races. Was that intentional? Did you kind of like set out, like, I want to try like something in different parts or how did that all work out? Um, it, it, it wasn't, no, it wasn't intentional at all. I just kind of, Sometimes I, I like to do what my friend calls squirrel. I just kind of see shiny. Um, and if something's kind of interesting, uh, then then I kind of are go in and are interested in it. Like there's this um, a really good example was I ran it quite a few years ago. Um, and I'd love to go back is the uh, West Virginia Trilogy. 
or it's um, a three day, I want to say it's a three day race, but it's uh, three, uh, it's three days and there's a race on each day and you camp in between super, super fun. And I would love to go back out there and do it again. Um, I, I, I haven't been on that side of the country very often and it's beautiful. It's different kinds of trails than we have here. Um, I'm a different runner than I was then. And I think it would be great. You know, the, the, the flavor of running there and running here, it's, it's so different. And I would just, I, I would love to experience that again. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, me just being out on the East coast and recalling it's, yeah, it's very different. And I would encourage everybody like in our community and elsewhere to like, try wherever you go, try to just find a trail because you'll find some amazing things and different views and different surfaces. Yeah. So it's great. You had that experience. I was in West Virginia for a little while on my trip and uh, it's awesome out there. I love it. Um, so that's cool. I mean, you, you got to all these different places, um, but you've had some really excellent racing on the West coast. And like, what would have been some of the highlights, uh, would you say out in this region? Um, well, I've, I, I'm partial to Havelina. Do can, that's, that's sort of West coast right? Yeah. You know, we can in there. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, I think that's one of, uh, my favorite races to do. I, I like Arizona. I like the Arizona sunrise, the sunset. There's there's everything about it that's so beautiful. I mean, I love the Auburn, Northern California area, but there's something that's, it's just different in Arizona and it's really, really pretty. And it's it just holds a special place in my heart. And Aravipa puts on a really good race. They know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> and, um, I, I feel comfortable running their races and, uh, I like the vibe there. It, mm. it, it's a good time. It's, it's, it's toasty, but it's a good time. <laughs> yeah. Now I wanted to ask Keenan real quick, like during all this 70 plus races, I mean, are you brewing, pacing, mixing it up? hanging out at home like what, what what do you do like um do you join her a lot for a good amount of years we we both ran or and then it, at some point it became a little easier to crew each other mm. you know pace and crew each other so like she she paced me in mountain lakes i paced her at san diego i think that year um you know just as when you first get into it i'm sure we've all been through like you want as much crew as possible it makes you feel like you're going to be where you're taken care of. But as you kind of get your footing and know more about what you need and what you don't need, it pairs tends to pare down and simplify a little bit because it stresses you out less. Um, so I think it was probably about two to three years ago that I had some other things starting to go on in life. So I was training less. So I'm not doing a lot of racing now, but I, I really enjoyed doing the playing the support role. You know, yeah. pacing and crewing as I can. Um, hopefully, back 
into it sometime soon, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's a lot of fun to see people reach their goals and, and it's just as important as the runner, you know, like getting out there and helping them out, as you said, taking care of them. And, and it's good though, that you found the balance and kind of pared it down and, and you get that experience over time. So that's, that's really good to know. Natural progression. Mm-hmm. Um, running all these big races and crewing, um, you catch the volunteer bug. And I want to talk to Laura a lot about that um, because you have put in a lot of hours volunteering. Um, what are you doing these days when you're volunteering? Uh, well, uh, these days <laughs> I am the volunteer coordinator for Western States. Um, I've been doing that for three years now. And um, I just, I, I love it. I love helping the race out um, in this capacity. Um, I love volunteering at the thumb on race day, but I love helping out. I, I love helping being the volunteer coordinator. You know, if I can help any aid station when they need help, they say, hey, can, can you find me some people for this? I'll be like, yes, absolutely. And you know what the great thing is, is the the community of runners, as soon as we open that form online, I think it's in February, people start filling out that form. And it just blows me away how, ex how excited people get. They fill out this form and they're just, they're all excited about volunteering. I actually... I already got an email from somebody who, who wants to volunteer for next year. And I had to tell them the form opens. <laughs> the form opens next year. Um, but I just think it's such a great testament to uh, our community, the excitement that these the runners have and uh to help volunteer. And I love that I can, you know, kind of help you know, guide them into uh, a place where they can uh, use that enthusiasm. Well, and, and to that, um, you know, point, you were honored this year as a Western States friend of the trail. And that really speaks volumes to what you've put in and the mentoring and, and the coordination and all of that. And tell us a little bit about that. Um, kind of me kind of cry over that um i am really really honored to get that um award um i've been uh, working at uh devil's thumb for um since 2012 i think it was and um was working um, with my husband. He is uh, a trail steward for 15 miles of the Western States course. So I help him before race day uh, go out on course and help him clean clean up the course uh, when it when when and where it needs help. Um, and I've also helped him on the um, sweep team. Um, ham, ham radio license, <laughs> mm. um, and, uh, and is a, a Western States volunteer coordinator. And, um, for, for some reason, uh, I uh, just, I don't know they just, I just got this award this year and I, 
I don't know. I feel very honored to get it. Um, it just, it means a lot. And I'm going to, I really, really appreciate it. It, it means uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it certainly comes through and I think it's well-deserved. And I think a lot of people, you know, uh, may do these things and, and, you know, they're sort of just doing it because they love it. And, and it's nice to see some, some recognition and obviously you love it you've built your life around the trail really, you know, to this point, it sounds, and, and just seeing that come back to you with gratitude is, is really great for us as a community. And I think we, you know, I, I would, I would expect you would agree. Like we, we do try to celebrate our, our, our own and, you know, give that gratitude back. So I'm really glad that they did that for you. Oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I have a personal thing that I just need to talk about. And it's one of my favorite Matt's people. She's a, she's a person and it's your dog. And we <laughs> love her. Let's talk about Emmy Lou. When did you get her? We the got best trail dog. <laughs> she, she is a pretty good trail dog. We've had her for just about a year. I think it was uh, last May, last April, we got her. Um, she's, uh, she was four months old when we got her, um, uh, as a puppy, uh, from the Truckee Humane Society. So not, not very far, um, was looking for a running dog and she is a, um, Keenan, you got, you got her. There she is. <laughs> Miss Emmy Lou. She is a German Shepherd Border Collie mix. She's busy. Yes. So, and she, she just loves to run. Um, and, uh, yes, she's a German Shepherd Border Collie mix and she's been a really good dog to train. Very smart. Well, and I think people, um, like you and your husband in the community who, um, really honor the kind of the trail, code of having dogs on the trail and raising a dog that knows how to approach people or not approach people. Um, I think it's a really good example for people um, that you guys have put a lot of work into her. She's such a good girl. She shows up to our Thirsty Thursday runs when um, everyone's running and she's such a good girl. We're so proud of you for having such a good dog and she's around like cats and chickens and stuff, right? Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, she is in a house with five other cats <laughs> and we have a chicken coop in the backyard, uh, with six chickens. Um, so we, we call it the, the Matt's farm. Um, and, uh, so th thank you for, um, uh, saying she's so well behaved. Uh, we, we try to, uh, work, work on her training and you know what she makes it so easy she 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 really is a happy dog and um just really wants to run and, and she's just a happy dog so it it, it it's easy <laughs> you know what makes me happy is seeing your nails before every race tell me about that they're always on instagram they're always a tribute to the race in a very special way Yes, I love getting my racing nails done. Um, I try to get them themed 
around the either aid station names or if there's something important on course. Um, I will get my nails done. I'll, I'll go into my lady um, and tell her, you know, if it's for Western States, I'm here for my Western States nails. Or if it's for, you know, if I, if I ran the Waldo 100K, I'm in for my Waldo nails. And I'll tell you, there was uh, one year my Waldo racing nails won me an award at that race. I got in uh, the Show Us Your Waldo Award at the Waldo 100K. Um, and it's just something that I've, I've always done. It kind of reminds me if I'm in a tough spot, I look down at my nails and I just go, that's right. I'm doing this for fun. I always try to remind myself um, that I want to keep running front fun. Um, I try to think of what one of my friends used to do. He'd say, well, how many runs, uh, how many jumps in the river did you have during summer? Oh, I don't know. I had a 20 mile run. Yeah, but how many jumps in the river? And it's like, oh, that's what I want to keep remembering to think about is just have fun. So that's kind of what the nails are, is to just remind myself to have fun. Yeah, I like that. It's wonderful to think that I'm not going to pay my nails, but I like the idea of having <laughs> something something that to remind you because we you get sucked into this qualifying time warp of, of having to put miles in and you know, and jump in the river and maybe you don't worry about the diligent plan or the race plan or after the hill repeats or heart rate threshold sprints or you should jump in the river. That, that's a good idea. So whatever reminds you to keep it fun seems like like the way to go. So maybe you have to share with Jessica your your nail, your, your running nail expert. Maybe we can get some business for her. You know, she can have a little go to like a booklet with different races she can pick out of, you know. I guess I need to sign up for a race then and train for it. <laughs> so along with, we're getting near the end of the show. It's amazing how fast an hour goes. We should have two hour shows with people who would have to run longer and that would not be fair to them. But speaking of being healthy and being positive and having fun, our other sponsor of the show is BetterHelp. And as trail runners, you know, it's, we struggle sometimes we're not immune to it. You know, we try to balance life. It's back to school right now. All our parents are doing all this crazy town stuff. Jessica says she's up to your ears with team mom, snack mom, this mom, that mom. So sometimes we need a little help and running helps, but sometimes we need a little bit more. So BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to be there and listen and help. They have a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000 plus network. They have the help you need in the area that you need easy to get involved. You fill out a questionnaire, get matched within 48 hours, schedule a private phone session. You can text and, and chat through their, through their interface. Uh, it's easy. So join the 2 million plus people who've taken charge of their mental health and making their life better with better help. Special offer, because it's a, we have an offer as well, so you can get a discount. Special offer to our listeners, 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the mile 99 so that is better help.com slash the mile 99 and thank you for sponsoring this episode and to end the show we have our favorite game that jessica created which has been our kind of our 
Everyone loves it and can't wait to get to the end to hear it. So we got five questions we're going to throw them at you. Rapid response, whatever comes to your mind, that's the answer. You ready? Okay. Okay. First one, road or trail? Trail. Easy. Your favorite post-race meal? Ooh, uh, is it considered a meal? If I, I got to start with the ginger ale to set up, settle everything down. Drinks or meals, that's fine. You know, okay. beer, beer is a meal, anything's a meal. Okay, well, let's start with ginger ale. That'll that'll start to settle everything down. <laughs> okay, and your what's your bucket list race? Oh my goodness. Um, okay, well, if it's not, can I go off menu and okay, be, cool. I'm going off. Hike, it can be it can be a kayak trip. It can be whatever okay. you need. I'm going off menu. I want to run across California. Wow, like up or down or east and west or what? East to west. Wow, wasn't there a guy that did some, who was that that did it a year or two ago during COVID? Who was that that, somebody did that. I remember watching it on the news. That's awesome. That'd be a great adventure. And so with that, hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers, 100%. Um, And just to clarify, are we doing mayonnaise on the hot dog? (laughs) No, that's a hard no on the mayonnaise. Okay. Some of us still like mayonnaise on our hot dogs. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We about had to that. settle it. People I don't like I like mayonnaise, but I don't think I can do it on a hot dog. I put it with hot sauce. It's a vehicle for the hot sauce. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the, now this is the biggest question, which is always controversial. It always causes lots of grief in the community. We get bad emails about it. People get upset with us all the time. Uh, cats or dogs? Oh. Goodness, I'm gonna have to say cats. Oh, cause you have five, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, may have, you may have more than Greg. <laughs> you do. <laughs> One more. But I love my dog. Right. But cats. <laughs> Good. That's. Uh, I think. That, I, I think Jessica has a total. A total of like our ongoing list. I think it's hard to say. We're pretty close, huh? So in one week, I got a a gecko and a hamster. So we might need to be, might need to, and last week, Tanya said horses. So I think we need to expand it, but I'm even right. Maybe like flora or fauna or something. Maybe I just mix it up. (laughs) So into the show, this has been a great hour and so fun to talk to you and, and what you guys talking about, it's just inspiring to just a reminder to have fun. End of the day, trail running should be fun even though you got to train it still should be fun so anyway in a couple weeks we have katie gifford coming on to talk about the bighorn mountain wild and scenic trail run which is awesome we want to also give our deepest thanks to all of our patreon and Venmo supporters you know who you are you can always find us at the mile 99 across all platforms to so give us a follow on facebook the mile 99 instagram at the mile 99 Venmo. If you like the one-time contribution, it's easy. Give us a couple bucks here and there. That helps us pay for all the various things and buy new. We're going to get some hats going this fall. We're going to come up with a maybe like a winter logo and come up with a new set of shirts. So we're we're finally getting some. We're going to have giveaways and we're excited. So again, thank you guys for coming on the show. We appreciate it and we will see you on the trails. Bye everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, Laura. Thank you.